check, check. Mic check. Welcome everybody, February 5th, 2015, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Infab. Thanks for listening, we appreciate it. It's one hour of Supercross analysis from some of the best in the business, and they'll not be on this show, but I will, and JT and Chase Stalo from Racer X, they'll all be on. If you want the best in the business, go somewhere else. But anyways, thanks for listening. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. We'll take your calls on the show. And we are going to give away a fly zip-up hoodie and uh, a choice of a fly beanie, fly racing beanie. We thank those guys, fly racing, for coming on. Have you heard about this boot? Have you? Fly sector boot. It's their uh, entry into the premium off-road boot segment. It's packed with all the features and tech you've come to expect from every fly racing product. Key premium features include the torsion control system, easy-to-use positive latch buckles, Sufi super comfy slip-on inner booty system, 439 bucks, black, white, and this thing is uh, on the par with uh, the best boots out there. And Fly is super stoked to uh, be having this. Right now, the 7 Deuce Deuce, Adam Entenhap, is running this in Supercross, but look for, uh, for many more big names and other riders uh, soon that will be running this thing. And, of course, NFAB, dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories, n-fab.com, something you need for. I guarantee you a bunch of you jerkies listening to this have trucks, and you need shit for it. Go to n-fab.com, and you can get some stuff for your truck. And you can be stoked and be be uh, done up the right way. And of course, uh, it's the uh, Toyota JGR NFABS Auto Trader team with Barsha and Nicoletti and uh, Weston Pike. So we uh, NFABS is part of the sport. They support the sport, so you should support them for your truck, and we'll all get supported. Okay, good. Seven zero two five eight six. Pulp, give us a call. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the upcoming San Diego Supercross. Taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down. Uh, he's back in his little corner over there. Uh, the Tis Legendary. Tis, what's up? Hi, Steve. How are you? Uh, really tired. Uh, had a long night, Tuesday night, and I'm still recovering. Really? Yeah. You, you did the Pulp Max show really Tuesday, 199.5 edition. Yeah. I, I'm still wrecked from it. Really? That, that's a sacrifice wow. that I made for yeah, you. Yeah, well, well, you know, I You're really welcome. appreciated you digging deep and, and thinking. It was good to be back, though. Could you thank your team enough or no? I can't thank I can't thank them. I can't thank them at all. At all. No. What about God? Can you thank God? I can't thank God either. <laughs> no, no. None of that. No. Uh, what is with these guys? What are they doing? It can't be that hard, right? What's just, going on? Just say I can't thank my team enough, and then list your sponsors. Or, or just, how about uh, uh, I just want to thank? 
There you might, go. Like, and to name a few yeah. sponsors, you know? I just want to thank so-and-so. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah, I mean. That's so, easier. So, yeah, so you don't need to think about, uh, I can't thank them enough, and I can't I need to give them enough. Like, just, you, just thank them. You don't want to just throw that enough at the very end Right, of it. just like, thank them. Just right. say, hey, I want to thank, <laughs> you know, and then you don't need to go, I can't thank them enough or, or you know, these but to guys. to be fair, if I was up there, I'd probably do the exact same thing. Got to be a lot of pressure up there. Seriously, though. Well, but if you go, if you, I'm with you. Yeah. You got the microphone, the cameras, the, yeah. all this. You're all pumped. All these things going on in your mind. But what, what's with the word enough? Why you yeah. can get everything but enough in there? That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you're saying slip ups mm. happen. Sure, but but it's that enough every single time. <laughs> right. It's it, not like it's once. No, it's every the, time. It's the enough that that, 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 yeah. that can't seem to be said. I can't thank him. Can't. I just can't, can't do it. Can't thank. Him. I cannot do it. I don't know what's happening these days. I have no idea <laughs> what's going on with this with this world. One time I got up there, I was mechanic of the night, 2005 Orlando, and they pulled me up on stage, stuck a microphone in my face in front of all those fans, and uh, I proceeded to thank my sponsors, mm-hmm. Oakley, Etnies, Yamaha. Mm. No problem. No problem, huh? No. No problem. You're a class above And, man. uh... You know, Oakley, because I was wearing the clear Oakley glasses. So, yeah. Um, no, you know, I didn't have a problem with it. And, and I'm just some tubby mechanic that got pulled on stage. These guys have been talking in the mics for, you know, their whole career. Do you know if they go through any sort of a PR training or anything like that? I had heard at one point in time that they, like, were supposed to, but I don't know if that ever actually ended up happening. Uh, I know the Cowie guys did. I don't know if they still do. Cowie uh-huh. guys put their guys through some media training. I don't know if the other guys do or not, and it's you'd it's think that they should at least little, for the upper level guys. Well, you'd think so, right? I you mean, would think. Um, you know, hey, look, yeah, this is what you say when things go sideways. If you're really pissed, you know, say this so you mm-hmm. don't get yourself in trouble. Right. Clearly, Tyler Bowers and Cooper Webb have not taken any media training, which is awesome for us. But payback's a b word, by the way. Payback's a b word. <laughs> exactly. Remember when he said coolest crap on the podium too? Not that I, not I that I cared at all, but there were some people that was very angry about that. Yeah. So seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Coming up with uh, Jason Thomas. Hey, uh, San Diego this weekend, and for the first time, geez, they started going to San Diego. The first San Diego race was definitely there was one in eighty three. I think there was one in nineteen eighty one. So look, a long time, thirty some years. The San Diego Supercross has been in one stadium. Qualcomm Stadium, they call it now. Uh, Jack Murphy Stadium, they call it forever. It was Jack Murphy Stadium for a hundred years, or whatever, twenty. And uh, and so you know, and then when there's Qualcomm, and it's where the San Diego Chargers play. We went there forever in the Supercross series. Like I said, since at least the late seventies, early early eighties. Um, uh, and so now, this is the end of an era. A little bit, a little weird. Going to Petco Park in San Diego, not going to Jack Murphy slash Qualcomm Stadium anymore. And um, um, definitely looking at uh, a change of pace in the Supercross Series. I don't know if we'll miss Qualcomm. Probably not. But to talk more about San Diego and more what's going on, it's Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. JT, how are the Fly Racing Sector boot sales coming along? Uh, We're doing pretty well. Pretty well. We're trying to, to get the word out. Um, but you know, cause we kind of tried to keep it under wraps for so long, but, uh, I'm happy so far. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's a high end boot. Um, it's, it's going to be your, uh, you know, on par with a stars and uh, Garnets and everything else. And this is 
just as well, if not better than him in many areas. And so you guys got to be pretty stoked with this. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to finally have you know something I would consider high end that we can kind of do head to toe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, been kind of lacking that for a while, so yeah. definitely uh, hey. definitely a big plus for us. With Fly Racing and you guys partnering with Leot Braces, you can really do head to toe everything. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're exclusive with pod knee braces as well. So oh, underneath, have, yeah, yeah, kind of have everything. I guess even the goggles, right? You have fly racing goggles. We do, we do. So. We're uh, you know we're we sell Scott and we sell Dragon and we obviously sell Fly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. you know, we can we have lots of options. You can make the riders literally fly away with everything. Get it? Well, yeah, hopefully, unless you're, you know, Chris Aldridge or somebody, that's really not your goal. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, certainly, certainly make you, uh, you know, and, and not to get on a different subject, but Andrew Short's been pushing really, really hard to get our gear wider and wider and wider. So he's kind of been the, the driving force behind uh, getting our stuff to where yeah. it is today. Yeah, th- we went through a little phase there for a while where gear got really heavy and nobody really noticed it. It kind of snuck up on you. Same thing like, the bikes got heavy with graphic kits. You know, well, it's the like, same like, type thing. Yeah, it's the same idea. It's you know all the TPR badging, which is you know the plastic basically that you'll find the badging on your thigh uh, and a mm-hmm. lot of brands. We we've removed all of that kind of stuff, uh, basically just to remove weight. You know, yeah. the, the lighter the gear is, the, the more responsive it is, and it just doesn't kind of drag you down. So we've we've learned a lot. Uh, we've done a ton of testing and R&D on our end just to try to make the best product we can. And, but you're right. It, it certainly got out of control, and I think it's veering completely the opposite now where everybody's going crazy light. Yeah, and uh, I remember one time at Yamaha we weighed a graphic kit. It was one and a half pounds. One and yeah, a half pounds ridiculous. of stickers. That's ridiculous. That people were putting on their bikes. Um, well, think about how much money it would take to get that off. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're just so, adding it for nothing. More and more teams are doing the minimalist route, you know what I mean? And But for a while, it kind of got out of hand. Like, you had those like, – I think that was including the seat cover, the plastic seat covers with the, was super thick, you know? Um, right. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, quite a bit of a deal. All right. Hey, look, uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Uh, I don't know how much you heard at the beginning, but literally since this late 70s, early 80s, this series has gone to Jack Murphy Stadium uh, slash Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego. It is now the end of an era. We are going to Petco Park. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts about moving on from San Diego? I mean, again, you've raced there a ton. Um, you know, we've all been going there since 1996 for me. A little bit later since you. Uh, Supercross um, itself with RJ and, and Lachine and, and, of course, Lachine winning in 83 there. It, it, Jack Murphy Stadium is a little bit of a Supercross iconic stadium. It is, but I, I feel like it's a, it's a step forward to move to uh, down to Petco. I feel Qualcomm's kind of at the end of its uh, end of its run. It needs it needs renovations and it needs something. I don't know if they need to tear it down and rebuild or just fix that one up, but it, it needs something. It's just very stale to me. Uh, the accommodations aren't the best as far as restaurants and giving the spectators and fans a great experience. And for us working, it's it's not ideal either. So I, I'm actually really excited. I think the downtown vibe of with Supercross is awesome. I think it gets a different crowd than we would normally get. I just think there's more people down there that aren't willing to drive out to Qualcomm. As, as oh, as come on. No, I, I really do. I think people that live downtown are willing to walk over to Petco, but they're not willing to, you know, if they're not a no, fan, I'm talking no, about I, I, completely I, I, casual fans that could care less. No, I don't They agree. may be willing to go over if it's just right downtown, but if it's at Qualcomm, eh, no thanks. No, 
But so not, we'll see. I, you know, I don't expect a huge jump in attendance, but new new fans is kind of what I'm looking at with that. Um, I think no, that you know no. the hardcore fans are going to drive regardless where it is. If it's in Tijuana or Qualcomm or Petco or you know out on Coronado Island, I don't think they care. No, it's 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away. It's in the Mission Valley area where the San Diego Stadium is very nice. And no, that that's not going to be it. I disagree with you there, but that's okay. Um, okay. Well, you don't think that we'll get anyone different, any different no. crowd at all. Nope. None of the people that nope. are down there for gas lamp or anything. They're just like, oh, let's go check that out. Nope, not at all. Especially San Diego being a huge off-road community, and they all live out by Qualcomm. I guarantee you, there's a ton of people pissed right now because they live out in Santee or El Cajon, out in that end of things. I said new business. Those people yeah, are yeah. going anyway. No, no, I know. They're but they're they're going to be bitter, and then you're not. I'm saying you're not going to get new business, and you're going to make some people bitter. Now, okay, well, I disagree. Um, if they have the people that are bitter, you know what? They're going anyway, bitter or not. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 they're going. No, for sure. Uh, that's that's a uh, that's no doubt about it. Um, the the stadium Qualcomm, like you said, is badly in need of a renovation, and they've been trying to get a new NFL stadium for so long now. They might even move actually, but it should give you an indication about how bad the uh, uh, the stadium is. Uh, the Chargers really just want to get out of there, but in terms of Supercross. This is now a baseball stadium to a football stadium. Looking at the track map, it does look going to be a short track. It looks like it's going to be tight and short. Yeah, I'm looking at it as well, and I think it'll be very, very tight. Uh, how short it'll be, I don't know, because you know, maybe as far as actual length, but if you make the track really slow and really busy and really tight, you can add some serious time to it just because it, you don't have any time to build any speed. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, that the lap times are going to suffer too much. You know, we may see an upper 40, which I hope not. I'm hoping for a low 50. But we'll just have to see how the, how the flow is mm-hmm. because you can, you can have a, a wildly different lap time just based on the, how much speed guys are able to carry. Short start straight with a big sweeper. And a right-hand turn, which I hate. <laughs> yeah, you're big on that. He's, he's... I don't it's know. Scary. You can't stop. Well, I don't know. I asked Wyndham about that one time, and he's like, "Yeah, we've been doing that our whole lives. We have right hand turns on on every track." You know? Yeah. I, well, I he know. does nose wheelies into like burials and all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. I can barely stop in a straight line. Right. With both brakes. Right. Um, so yeah, right hander, sweeper. Um, what else do you see from it? It's kind of a standard track. I, I only see one triple on it, which I like. Um, There's know. a lot of jumps. There is. Which comes back like a to lot of jumps. being busy. It's very, very busy. One rhythm lane so. that runs the length of, or the width of the stadium looks like it could. Right. I mean, I don't know how it's going to be, but there's literally uh, eleven jumps. So yeah, should be interesting to see how they track tackle that. Uh, whoop section would looks like a little bigger one in the middle. So um, yeah, I don't. I, I just see a lot of jumps, and and Anaheim three was kind of the same. There was mm-hmm. just a lot going on, uh, so, and I think that they're doing that to try to add lap time to a smaller floor space. So it yeah. kind of makes sense what they're trying to do. I'm per, I'm uh, personally a fan of that because I think it makes the tracks more technical. I think it uh, kind of adds to the skill level that it takes to to do the sport. So I'm all in favor of it. I hate the, the super fast, easy, speedway type tracks, like kind of like Anaheim 1. I, I'm really not a fan yeah. of a track like that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. If i got to go one way or another, I like a jumpy and more technical. And uh, you can see some of the skills of the riders shine a little bit, you know. Yep. Um, get, still giving away a fly zip-up hoodie and a choice of a beanie. Thanks to the guys at Fly Racing for that. And, uh, of course, Fly Racing, the official gear of uh, Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Adam Entenep, Jimmy Albertson, you name it. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Trey Kennard. Um, 
fourth in the points, 10 points up on fifth place. It's clear to me we have a four-rider four group that I think will continue to break away from Anderson's fifth, Barsha's sixth. I think this four-rider group is going to continue to break away. We'll see. I, I think Chad gets in there. I do. I think he's very, very capable of being being in there week in, week out. Uh, he hasn't really proven that other than one weekend. I think he was capable last weekend too, uh, but the start kind of kept him away from that. So mm-hmm. I'm not as sold on that fact as you are, but uh, – Well, you know, but I mean in points-wise, you know what I mean? I know he can get in well, there, points, but Chad, yeah, sure. Chad lost a lot of points. So points-wise, these four are going to break away. Chad can get in there. Possibly, but, but if yeah. Chad puts in some great results, he can close that gap down. You know, maybe challenging for the championship may be tougher, but as far as the whole group, uh, he may get in closer to that third, fourth. We tackled this a little bit on the NFAB Fantasy Moto podcast, but Chad loves San Diego. He has a lot of success there. Does this transfer over to the transfer of power go down from Qualcomm to Petco? I think so. I think more than anything, it would depend on where he's at mentally and, and his momentum coming into it. And I think I personally think he's in a really good place, uh, just how he feels about the season now. Um, the first couple weekends, I don't think he he was really excited. You know, I just think he was kind of scratching his head about how things were going and mm-hmm. couldn't figure out how they were so much faster, really. Um, but I, I, think, I think he feels like he has a grip on the pace now, and it's really up to him to put himself in a good track position to kind of capitalize on, on his speed. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Roxon, two weeks off the podium. Hard to see him missing it again this weekend. I mean, maybe not winning, but I got him. you got to think he's going to be back on the podium. Uh, you know, he's, he's a week further out from his smashing his face and hurting his wrist and stuff like he did at Oakland. So um, I, I look for Kenny to reinsert, him, reinsert himself uh, first or second this weekend. Uh, obviously anything can happen, but got to think he's pretty pissed right now. Yeah, I would I would fully agree with that. Uh, there's no way he's not mad. You know, he was only, uh, you know, 80% of a lap away from being on the podium last weekend. Mm-hmm. So I, I do expect him back there. I actually picked him to win this weekend. Uh, I just think he bounces back. I still think I still have Dungey for the title, but I just think Roxon will be very, very motivated to kind of redeem himself. Uh, so we'll see. Um, he, mm-hmm. He's my pick. It, it obviously could be one of the other guys because everyone's crazy close right now, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what he's kind of made of to. Uh, you know, resiliency was. Yeah, still a few lines open here, or maybe not on the pulp and on the, for the fly racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. I haven't screwed that up too much this year. Hey, um, uh, a lot of talk about the rookies going into the season Wilson, Baggett, Anderson, Seeley. Uh, Wilson's out for the year. Baggett's doing okay. Uh, Anderson and Seeley are kind of going at it right now for the top uh, 450 rookie guy. And right now, between them, there's three. There's, um, uh, seven points between them. Who do you expect right now after five rounds? Who do you think we see ahead of the other guy? Between who is it between Seeley and who? Anderson, the two rookies. Seeley and Anderson. Um, right now, I got to give the edge to to Seeley, and there's no way I would have said that two or three weeks ago. Uh, Anderson was just so strong, and even coming from the back, you know, he was just making passes. And I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's just you know, mm-hmm. bad starts or what's going on. But I, I do know that Chad passed him straight up last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have expected that. So Not early on, yeah. Got to give the edge to Sealy right now. But you yeah. know how this stuff goes. It's it's really week to week. If Anderson comes out and has a great weekend, then it's, you know, we flip the script again. So yeah. uh, right now it looks like Sealy's 
got the edge, but uh, stay tuned, I guess. Uh, rumors are, and I can't really confirm this. I tried to confirm this before the show, but rumors are uh, Josh Hill will be on the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team, and Ben LeMay is out for this weekend. So that's the rumors. Uh, did you have confirmation on that or anything, or do we – that's just – I don't have confirmation f- other than the fact that I'm – as far as I know, Josh Hill will be wearing fly racing gear this weekend. The rest, other than that, is none of my <laughs> do you, business. Do you feel like Hill's just switched from Fox to fly for no reason? Well, <laughs> I, I don't want to speak for people, and that's right. not well, my place to say. I just that's have the, a very strong inkling he'll have fly racing on this that's weekend. The, that's the word on the street, so we're, we're looking to try to confirm that or see what's happening, but uh, – so look for Hill to uh, to be in that uh, range on that team. Um, let's get to some calls. Lines are full. Um, this is a good question uh, from Will. Will, what's up? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's your question? Hey, what's up, Four Time? Thank, thank you. Not much. Hey, so uh, actually two questions, but my first one is, uh, do you know if they're bringing in new dirt for uh, Petco or are they still running the, uh, the old Qualcomm stuff? That's a good question. I would think the same. JT, do you have any? I would re- think so. I would be very, very surprised if it wasn't. I mean, they do sort of buy new dirt every I don't know five or six years. I've heard um, for the races, and, and so maybe that time is up at this point in San Diego, and they just bought new dirt. But I wouldn't think it because of anything that had to do with Petco. You know, um, no, they just drive to a different location. Yeah, yeah, but which, but that's fine because San Diego dirt is pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's better than Anaheim. It's better than Anaheim. Sorry. Go ahead. And the second would be uh, non-race related, but since San Diego has a bunch of breweries and stuff, and I know you guys throw a couple down, are you guys planning on hitting any uh, places after the race, or are you guys about done after? Um, wherever Chad is, JT will be. Uh, you can Chad fu- will be in his motorhome sleeping. Okay. I, be there. I stay late, Will, and usually I'm done at the end of the night. Like, I get out of there pretty late, um, so I never usually go out too much. But there is that Omni Hotel that JT told me is connected to Petco. I didn't know this. Um, there will be a lot of things going on at that Omni ho- Hotel bar after the race. Oh, I see, I see. I right? get you. What do you think, right, man, JT? I don't know. Are you staying there? Uh, I'm staying in San Diego. If I do anything, it would just be, like, gas lamp. Distance. But are you – This is okay. a pretty good time. What about, that, what about this Omni connected to Petco. Uh, I don't know of anything going on there. I oh. just, it's just a nice hotel that's part of the stadium. Yeah, pretty sweet. So, yeah. All right, Will, thanks, man. Thanks. Maybe yeah. we'll see you there. All right, thanks. Uh, Seth, what's going on, man? You want to talk about Cooper Webb? Yeah, yeah. What's up, guys? Uh, thanks for listening to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this. Cooper Webb, he's been, he's been riding pretty fast recently. He has been, uh, yes. Uh, what do you think with this break coming up? Do you think that's going to help him for the outdoors? I mean, we saw how good he was last year. Almost he was in title hunt for the first however many rounds, got a win. Um, how do you think that's going to play into his advantage this year? Do you think it's going to give him the edge on everyone else? What do you think, JT? For outdoors? Yeah. Um, I think it helps. I do. I think that you have such a break. Uh where you're just you can completely shut off your your mind for supercross and you can really really focus on outdoors and you know that you have time to then refocus on supercross again so it really is an advantage i've always felt that way um so yeah i i think that you know if you're looking to win an outdoor title i think the west coast is the way to go these guys will get a bunch of testing in um it's not like they're going to be 100 percent ready to go outdoors whenever uh you know in april or anything but they're going to be way ahead of the game. 
uh, they'll certainly have a base setting and they'll be able to get a bunch of fitness stuff done for outdoors. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be, you know, the end all reason anybody wins, but if, if it were me, I would certainly love to have that advantage. There you go, Seth. All right, and one more question. Sure. Um, who, who, do you, who do you guys got for East Coast? Any any predictions for that? You know, we're gonna I'm gonna talk to Chase Dallo here all about that East Coast more so than the West Coast because I feel like the West is uh, a little settled and decided at this point. But let's get JT's prediction right now because he won't be on later. What do you think, JT? For the for the picks this weekend, East Coast. Are, are you listening? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, What's happening? I would say it's got to be Moose Can. I would say Muscan. All right. What yeah. do you think, uh, Seth? Who do you got on the East? Uh, I don't. I'm thinking Muskin. I don't. I don't think you can really bet bet against him for some reason. Well, I'm with I, you. I, just yeah. got, I got a feeling he's going to be pretty fast. I think Muscan, in his eighth year in the 250 class, should should do well. And to be fair, <laughs> he's missed some of those with injuries. But yeah, I agree. I think I think uh, Bogle's got the number one, so it's a little bit of a slap in his face to to not say he's the favorite. You know, but I mean, Muskan didn't race last year, so yeah, I like Muskan too. All, All right. right, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, calling the show. Yeah, I, Muskan should be strong, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I to me, to me, he's a clear cut favorite. Clear I, cut, clear cut. I just have to, I yeah, yep. I have to put it that way. Yep, I think it's Muskan and then everyone else. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, probably the. Uh, let's go to Hobo Nick. Hobo, how's Hobo life? Uh, it's done and gone. Been, I've been I've been a clean man for a while now. But you don't keep in track. You don't keep in touch with other hobos. You're not reading Hobo News Weekly. You're not. Um, it, you know, sometimes I'll give them a wave as I drive by. But <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically about it. Okay. All right. Uh, what uh, um, what's up, man? Thanks for calling the show. Yeah. Uh, first off, just want to say good job on the uh, NFAB uh, fantasy show. That's I'm really digging that. It's giving a lot of good insight, so appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, man. Num- numbers are really good too. Like I'm pumped on uh, the number of listeners. People. Uh... Yeah, honestly, when I heard you guys were doing that, I was not sure how the you know how that would translate with a lot of the listeners. But uh, you guys have said it's been strong, and I'm glad to hear that because I wanted to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think we need to get um, some more leagues involved a little bit down the road. Maybe. Maybe JT and I need to sign up for a few more things to, so we have an idea of what's going on, like the Rocky Mountain thing um, right, yeah. that they do, like just, just to kind of have a little bit more and see what else is up there and maybe uh, have the owners of the leagues on to talk a little bit. But we'll, we're, we're still hashing it out. Cool. Um, you guys were just talking about the East Coast. I, that's kind of part of my questions I was uh, going to ask. So I got Musquin for the favorite. Uh, Bogle, obviously, defending champ, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did win, although, you know, Musquin – I think it's gonna be tough to beat, and then I, I I also think Martin. I wouldn't be surprised if he took it. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I, I would put Bogle, Muskan, and Martin as the three favorites. Maybe Muskan's a little ahead. I don't know if I'm as sold as JT when he says clear cut, but uh, I think those three guys and uh, Davolo, Savachi, Freeze, Tonus underneath those. Muskan, stamp it, <laughs> stamp it. Just bold, mm-hmm. bold pick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No waffling here. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you're not known for waffling, so. Nope. Um, yeah, hobo. New uh, day. Um, Martin Davalos was a revelation last year, and so that was a nice thing to see. See, but man, I think his injuries really set him back, and I don't know if we can count on him winning again. He had a hard Fully time winning. Yeah. That. What's that, JT? Fully agree there. I yeah. Just, 
from what I've seen on the 450 from him, he doesn't look like he's fully back yet. Yeah. So. Uh, so with Davlos, Savachi, Tonis, who else kind of round, rounds out the top ten in your guys' opinion? I, I kind of got Fries, Jordan Smith, Hampshire, Dakotas, Lemoyne. Yeah. Would you guys add anybody else into that that group of you know top ten potential guys? For the whole series, or just uh, guys to watch? Yeah. Kind of thing? For uh, for for points by the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I guess that's looking at that way, yeah. I, I wouldn't differ too much because I think guys like uh, Rodriguez will be in there at times, but probably uh, a little up and down. Um, I um, yeah, no, nobody jumps out at me. Jordan Smith's not a hundred percent in. I think he's battling an injury, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that I he's a hundred percent in. So really, <laughs> yeah, he's been still racing arena cross. I know lots of lots of lots of information I just gave you. Not a hundred percent sure that he's a hundred percent in. Okay, but uh, uh, keep an eye on that going forward. But um, yeah, Rodriguez is another kid that has shown speed, but man, he hits the deck a lot. But he's shown some speed. Lemoyne got a podium last year, his first ever podium, and uh, he'll be back out there. And he's a solid guy. And I think Freeze people discount Freeze fifth uh, two years ago, third in the points last year, and Dakotas, of course, great starter. And he said he's been working on his fitness. Probably the one thing that's his weak link. So yeah, I mean, I think we just I named think you Savacci more. Savacci will be really good. Yeah, I think Savacci will win a race. Yeah. yeah so be... one last question. I haven't seen um, much from him lately. Yeah. What's up, Hobo? One last question. Are you guys going to do um, possibly an East preview for the Lights podcast? I never even thought about that. Maybe we can. Yeah. I don't know. Depends. Trying to get JT. Trying to get JT and we. Trying to get JT and Weech together. It's like trying to hurt cats. So. All right. Well, I'm looking right, forward that, to that would be a either way. Thing. I'm looking looking forward to hearing the uh, the NFAB Moto Moto Fantasy Show before the East. That's going to be interesting. Just to uh, absolutely, you know, it's tough going into the first round with all these guys between you know after third all the way to mm-hmm. tenth is going to be tricky. So yeah, I'll be listening and and I appreciate that. Thanks, Hobo. All right, okay. Let's get to Dustin. Uh, Dustin, what's going on, man? How are you? Pretty good. Thanks. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Thanks for having me on. Um, just had a question. I know this season there hasn't really been a real long set of whoops. I mean, I know last uh, with Anaheim they had the back-to-back fractions, but they're both fairly short. Mm-hmm. And uh, with San Diego, I mean, it's got like it looks like about six or seven, and like a little double roller, then back into another five or six. Yep. I mean, do you, I mean besides being a taller rider, I mean, do you think some of these guys would prefer just to break up some of these rhythm sections that they're only touching down two or three times to get something to really separate these guys? Yeah, I think so. Keeping the tracks busier is a better thing. Um, San Diego had long whoops. What two years ago? Uh, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, when Reed and Villapoto. Yeah, that last yeah. Time. I, I mean, uh, JT's not going to like this, but make them big and make them as long as you can. To me, I think that's awesome. Really shows I mean, you. Fine with me now that I'm not racing. What's that, JT? Fine with me now that I'm not racing. Right, right. But hey, talk a little bit about how tough they are. It's it's the toughest thing on the track most times. Uh, they, I mean, they're difficult. I think the the elite guys. I don't really think it's a liability for any of those guys. I think Chad excels. I know he's happy. Uh, Dean Wilson was another guy. You know, obviously he's out, but he was another guy that was really excited if the whoops were tough. But I think the rest of the guys are just kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. tough, easy, whatever. That we'll all kind of get through them. So I don't. I just think the level is so high now. The bikes are so good. Uh, I just don't see it as a huge drawback. You know, there's not that Carmichael situation where everyone knew that if the whoops were really tough, he was going to 
kind of struggle there. I just don't see that situation really with the guys we have now. Everyone's just so damn good in them. Uh, and Stu, I think, was maybe the guy that would just push the limit past anyone in the whoops, but, you know, we all know his situation, so he's not out there. So I just kind of see a lot of the same from all the guys, whether they're tough or easy. Oh, okay. I mean, do, do you guys see someone like, say, Dungey this year? Because I've been watching him all season. It seems like his bike's been set up pretty pretty well all year, especially through the woods that we have had. They're just not skipping around as much in the past. Um, well. Do you think, uh, you know, the way it is set up, do you think he's kind of maybe looking forward to those or just still like, um, I don't really don't care? I don't think we've seen the whoops that this year that we've seen Dungy have struggled with before. Not yet. JT? Uh, I, w- I don't know about that. I, I kind of saw him struggle all the time and um, t- before. Uh, this year? Easy, even if they were just fast or whatever. So, mm-hmm. I do think that, you know, he had a big hand in developing that bike, um, and I think it's better for him. I just think he's, you know, it's not to say he won't have issues because everyone has issues at some point, but I think it, it helps with a lot of the things he was feeling, and it's, I think that the confidence and all those things are, are showing in his results because if you look at how he's done, I, I think he's gone four three two two one. so it's, it's, been, uh, it's been pretty impressive a uh, little run he's been on here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still, um, I'm still waiting to see some big whoops, big, nasty, gnarly, you know, three in the morning, gnarly looking whoops. And Phoenix, I thought Phoenixes were pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Hey, thanks Dustin. Thanks for calling. Uh, Thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, bike rat. What's happening? But. Alrighty. Wait, um, oh, wait, bike rat. Hold on, hold, hold on, bike rat. JT has something to say. What's up? Uh, I was going to say just to, to end that. I do think that Pike was actually making a lot of time on Dungy and the Whoops at Phoenix, so there is maybe a little bit to that. Mm-hmm. All right, what's up, bike rat? Um, I think the next big thing is this Dartfish video overlay. What do you guys know about it? Have you seen it? Do you think they'll use it in the broadcast? Yeah, it's been used for years. Um, I put it on Instagram earlier this year. Uh, short, short start fish thing. Um, I don't know if it'd be used on broadcast. It's, it's maybe their patented technology. I'm not sure. What do you think, JT? Uh, well, I'm sure Dartfish would love to sell it to Feld yeah. or Fox yeah. or whoever would pay them outlandish amounts of money to use it. Uh, you know, I, the biggest problem is the only way to really use it, I think, in real time would be like practice film because you have to basically take two sets of footage upload them, and then replay it. It's not like you can do it. I don't, I don't think you can do it in real time. So, um, It'd be neat if they could, or it'd be neat if they could even just show a little segment and show, oh, hey, look, the quad wasn't faster, it was faster in this section. Or Yeah, no, absolutely. Three, three or two, two. Just yep, comparing I'm sure they could. That. It, it just costs money. You know, that, that's what it comes down to. And I don't think that, from what I've seen, uh, I think that the trend is to spend less, not more. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. Uh, um, I, I, some people love it. Uh, bike rap people. Uh, some riders swear by it. Shorty loves it, and uh, I know some teams uh, still use it and watch it. Some other guys feel like it doesn't matter. They know how to get around the track. So, yeah, um, I've got one more question for Strava Steve. Yes, real quick. Yes, Strava Steve. Uh, saw a picture of your mountain bike. How long is that stem you're running on that thing? Uh, I think it's an eighty. 80. See yeah. if you can go to like a 60 or a 50 and see how rising you won't go over the bars as much and then you'll ride more. Oh, well, I, yeah. All right. Th- thanks. Give it a shot. Thanks, Pat All right.
Uh, celebrity caller here on the show, uh, JT. Um, Racer X's own David Pingree. Ping, what's up? Hey, bros. Can't believe you're calling on the Moto Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Thanks. Well, you know, I just want to support the cause, man. Thank you. Thank you. You guys putting the anal in analysis over here. <laughs> we grinding are. Grinding and regrinding stuff. I love it. Listen. I'm not putting it. Anal. I'm not putting anything in anal at all. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I like that about you, JT. <laughs> um, nothing, man. Just I'm on some days off, so I'm so you're happy. Right, you're happy. So hey, happy to be here. What What about the move, Ping, uh, out of Qualcomm? Thirty years of Supercross, or however Dude, long. I was gonna. I this is honestly, this is the one thing I wanted to get a conversation going about. I'm like, I'm pissed. I'm over this. I haven't even been to this new Pecto Park. I'm Maybe pissed. Maybe it's awesome and whatever. I'm over it. I hate it. Wow. <laughs> Way to keep an open mind. <laughs> well, this race, first of all, the one thing, I, I always sucked at San Diego. I never did well there. So it's not like something I'm tied to this thing like Reedy would be or something. Right. But I always liked that they had a ton of floor space and they could do whatever they wanted, even though a lot of times it was, you know, same old crap. But, like, they had options to do whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pre-race tailgating stuff, I mean, it was epic at San Diego. People were parked <laughs> out there for two days before with trailers and barbecues, and most people were hammered before noon on Saturday. But just, like, loving it, you know, take their whole family yeah. and throwing footballs around, the full tailgating experience. How are you going to do that downtown? You're not doing it. How? Well, maybe, I haven't been out there. Maybe, maybe it is, but I, I have a hard time believing they're going to have the parking lot space that they did at Qualcomm. No, I would think for sure not. Maybe we know the reason why you never did well there. You're you're immediately talking about the pregame. You're <laughs> hammered before noon on race. I didn't say I was hammered before noon. Um, Maybe I should have gotten hammered before noon. I'd have rode better. I mean, I like the, uh, the. I mean, as a member of the media, I like the amenities at Petco. I think they're going to be much better than than Qualcomm amenities. Okay, well, so we, we've made this change for the. 50 people sitting in the press box. <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, great. It's, <laughs> it's the elite few that make decide, make the decisions. Um, I, no, and I think it's going to be a lot shorter track. I think it's going to be a little different for sure. Uh, San Diego had a good crowd. Um, I don't know what the, the reason was behind this move. There, there has to be more to it than just, oh, let's try Petco. Either the rent was cheap at Petco or cheaper uh, the Qualcomm folks got in a fight with Feld. Like, there's a reason why it's gone. I just don't know what it is. You know. Well, I think it's shenanigans, and I'll have none of it. <laughs> so you're going to just not even go? Well, you're no, going to have I'm a great time by yourself at Qualcomm Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> go throw the football around with hey, yourself. I'm going to try to break in there on my way down to the track Saturday and just take a picture of a little selfie of me in the stands. By myself in an empty stadium. <laughs> Philip awesome. Rivers will be in there throwing passes to you, yelling, gosh dang it, and golly BGs. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, San Diego, I mean, it's got a history of Supercross, you know, and it's a little sad that we're, we're moving away from Qualcomm, but the place is a dump, Ping. The stadium I itself. Know it is. Yeah. It's a big, yeah. huge pile of dookies. And I'll tell you what else about it, if we're trying to find a silver lining. That place hurt a lot of people. Only race to ever kill a guy. Mm-hmm. Button did himself good there. Oh, James, I did myself James, pretty good there. James Marshall James did Marshall. it. James Marshall, San Diego. James Marshall there. I mean, that place had a history of hurt, breaking people off. So I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure JT crashed there at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got hurt there last year. Yeah. Do you 
let me. I asked. I asked JT this. Uh, Ping. Does Chad Reed's San Diego Mojo carry on even though it's a different stadium? I don't think so. Ah. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, I, mean, I, I hope I was. I would like to see him get there and make some magic happen. But I always mm-hmm. feel like there's a whole vibe when you go to a venue that you either like or you don't like. Whether you've had results there or it's just you like the the vibe. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. For me, mm-hmm. like let's say let's say when I was at Binghamton, it was a horrible mojo. <laughs> I hated it. I hated every second of being there. But like Washougal, oh man, you're just happy. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so Chad, the stadium will, will, will affect Chad Reed's success at San yeah, Diego. But maybe he'll love it there too. And, you know, start yeah. a new little, but maybe does Chad Reed's mojo go away because of the injury last year. You know, is that, did that just c- crush the mojo? Cause it crushed him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's deep. This is stuff we're never going to get to the bottom of. <laughs> You guys are talking about voodoo and mojo. I'm just out. Yeah, I know. I don't. It got real weird for a minute. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, I'm out Ping, of that. Ping, have you talked to your buddy Bones Bacon lately? Nope. Oh, okay. Why? Um, picture a young David Pingree on the on the on the pro circuit team. This is yep. 94, 95? 95. What was your first year on the pro circuit team? Ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're the you're the hot young thing. Suzuki support kid. Uh, doing well, you get this shot at the pro circuit team. Uh, there's Mitch Payton over there and Bones Bacon. They're still there, and you go DNQ, fifteen DNF, DNF, and fourteen. Your first five races on the pro circuit team, which is exactly what Chris Aldrich has done. How's that going over? Uh, well, yeah, I I popped into the shop not too long ago, and the guys were saying, you know, he's. He's learning. He's he's fast. He's but he just he's a little wild. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> a couple diggers here and there. I really had high hopes for him. Expected him to be up front. I thought he would be like the shock of the class. He'd come up and do what Plessinger's doing. Um, oh, you were off. Not, not so much. No. How's Mitch Payton? I don't know. I, I would think it's not great over there. But at the same time, he's a rookie, and mm-hmm. so they're going to work with him. And Mitch is much softer than he used to be. So he's not. He was prickly back in the day. He Man, he <laughs> he thought the more he yelled at you, the faster you'd go. Okay. He doesn't do that anymore. That's like Frank's uh, uh, Frank's approach, JT, back in the day. Yeah. It's, it's, and then after uh, so much yelling, it was just you get the pit board too slow. <laughs> Yeah, there's yelling and then there's too slow pit board. <laughs> Pull off too slow. Which actually, well, there was two different incidents, ten years apart. Okay. The first one had to pull off. The second one, he was just like, "Ah, eh, I don't want to tell him." He'll actually do it because I did it the first time. He'll just leave the too slow out there. Yeah. So yeah, two 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 slow pit boards in your life. Yep. One telling you to get off. One just saying you're just too slow. <laughs> Correct. Was that information that you uh, you didn't have prior to the pit board, JC? Like, were you out there thinking, yep, ha- I'm running this, I'm running the pace." I had an I inkling. I had an inkling, but that really solidified it for me. <laughs> you know, I might be off. I, you guys are pulling away from me pretty bad. <laughs> you know, this isn't I'm right. Out, I'm out of the top twenty. <laughs> hey, what, look, what's I'm this pit board read. Oh, too slow. Got it. Hey, hey I got it, Dad. Thanks. Hey, I'm tenth. Hey, I'm fifteenth. Hey, look at I'm 20th. Oh, hey, look at I'm now 24th. 
<laughs> what's what's going on? Uh, that's great. Good times. Uh, so you're going to San Diego then, Pingree? Yeah, I'll be down there, man. Let's, nice. Let's hang out. Let's all three of us get together and do like a little powwow lunch or something. Yeah. Your well, attitude about Petco, I'm not going anywhere near you. <laughs> no, come on, man. I, I'll be good. Is it something about pets, maybe, Ping? I just wanted to, I wanted to vent. And now I feel like I've gotten it out there and I'm ready to embrace the new. <laughs> Great. Thanks. That's awesome. I hate it, but damn it, I'm going to embrace it. All you right. Know what I mean, okay. Cool. Well, uh, Thanks for calling. Are you happy in the now? Are, are you... <laughs> I'm happily living the now, and I will be Saturday. Okay. So fair enough. Do you uh, do you want to stay on the line, Ping, or you got to go? Uh, no, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I got things to do, man. Okay, all right. Fantastic. Thanks for calling, but bro. Yeah, good talking to you, boys. We'll see you Saturday. All right, see you later. Bye. All right, JT. We somehow got Ping angry. And uh, then, then happy living in the now at the end. So we didn't get him angry. Pe- uh, Fell got him angry. <laughs> right, right. All right, buddy. Before we let you go and get to chase Stallo, I need your winners in both classes this weekend in in Petco Park. Winners: Ken Roxon and Cooper Webb. Shockingly, Cooper Webb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going to be hard to beat him. He's, he, right now, he's fast as crap, and uh, and it's it's there's no stopping him. All yeah, right, we great. kept you longer than I thought. Uh, apologize for that, but uh, thanks for the uh, thanks for the info, and we'll talk to you soon, man. See you. See ya. All right, and we're still trying to knock still trying to knock all these calls off. Uh, Sean, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Uh, I got a question about the tracks. Yeah. And uh, with the track like they have in Petco, the rhythm lanes are long and have a lot of jumps. And when the track builders are shaping up the lips and landing, are they keeping in mind helping quads and alternative lines develop for the kind of guys that are willing to push and find them? Yeah, no, yeah, th- no, they are. They're building things. They're building like, okay, hey, they're going to build the third one a little lower because they expect guys to go three. You know, is that is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, 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 something like that. Something to help you know separate the the guys on the track because, like you were saying earlier, there hasn't been very many big whoops sections. Mm-hmm. So helping out the um, technical rhythm section seems like a great place for them to add excitement, slow down the bikes, and then add a bit more technicality to the riding. Yeah, no, for sure. And some of the, 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 the big obstacles out there, you know, they're, 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 riders are like, hey, I can do this jump, but I'm take, I'm going to be landing on the takeoff so it's a little bigger, you know what I mean? Because the, 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 the way the track is formed, they know that they're going to be landing on a takeoff, and it's something the track designers didn't think about. So sometimes you'll see in between a practice session, uh, if, the, if the track that guys were off, they will um, go ahead and, 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 you know, maybe smooth out the landing and be like, oh, okay, now it's a landing more than a takeoff. So do they notice when guys are trying new stuff, and do they go out there oh, yeah. and help that, that line shape up? Oh, absolutely. Thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, for sure. So, huh. um, well, One more question. Yep. Uh, with Stewart and Brayton out, and those were the two guys last year kind of finding all that, that big stuff, mm-hmm. who is next in line other than Tomac? Because Tomac's been the only one this year that you've seen kind of bust some new stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, uh, um, Tomac's got some – he puts the balls out on the handlebars and goes for it. Um, he's the only guy that comes to mind right now for me. Hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. You guys uh, giving any way any tickets for San Diego? We're not, no. But we are giving away a fly zip-up hoodie and a beanie. Do you want that? Uh, sure, that'd be awesome. I mean, it's not the same as tickets, but sorry, bro. Um, no, NFAB usually gives the tickets away, and they didn't, uh, they didn't tell us they had any for San Diego. So who knows? Uh, maybe, they, maybe they're using them themselves. But stay on the line. We'll give you the zip-up hoodie and a beanie, man. Awesome. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank you.
All right, he's on hold there. Uh, Fly Racing, uh, fly, at Fly Racing USA on social media. And, of course, Fly Racing, the official gear of uh, Justin Brayton, Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, Adam Antonep, Jimmy Alberson, a whole bunch of other guys. Uh, brand new stuff out now. And, uh, hey, they just released their mountain bike line of stuff, too. They updated it. So flyracing.com, um, check them out. And NFAB, you know what they do. They have Jeep, truck, SUV. Bars, light mounting solutions, step systems, they got it. N-Fab.com. And thanks to Fly for giving up a, uh, a hoodie and a beanie. Let's get to our, our next guest here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, presented by NFAB. He is RacerX Online, uh, I think, I don't know, online editor or something. Chase Stalo, what is your official title? Uh, online managing editor. Oh, yeah, shit. Close enough. Okay, yeah, yeah online. Enough, man. I didn't even know that. Um, yeah. Okay, so you're, you're also another boss of mine. You're on top of white. Uh, technically, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Oh, man, I can't believe it. Shape up, bro. That's Shape up, bro. That's the last thing I need is another boss. Sorry to, to, to get you on later. Pingree uh, decided to call in and vent. So he's, he's, he's gone. Hey, um, so let's touch on 250 class with you. We did a little bit of 450 stuff with JT. Let's touch on 250 stuff with you. Uh, I like Cooper Webb to win this title. I like Cooper Webb to win any races. There's three races left. He has like a 17-point lead or something. He's looking great for this title. You agree? Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. I called it the beginning of the year that I thought he was the favorite coming in. So um, no big surprise, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess the surprise is he's kind of uh, taking it a notch farther. I think than, so, uh, yeah. Say Nelson or Hill or uh, Bowers or Osborne. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think he would uh, be able to come back from – way back like he has um that, if anything surprised me i'll say that but no, mm-hmm. i had him pegged for the title before the year so um so okay not a huge surprise no all right so three races left uh and if you look at the points right now you have nelson in second he is uh six up on uh osborne and bowers is uh uh nine back of of nelson who do you like for that runner-up spot i mean bowers had a terrible anaheim three but I still think Bowers can three races left. I think Bowers will end up runner up. I think he's been clearly the second best guy. Yeah, I think it's Bowers too. And Nelson's been man, he's been so good. And you got to think he threw away that win at was a two. So man, he could have a real big gap. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Bowers is has just been there a little. You know what I mean? Like he's got the experience. I think that'll help him down the stretch. And you know, I, I'm sure all of those guys probably still think they have a chance. Um, of course, yeah, and they do, uh, you know. Yeah, they do, yeah. I mean, we saw, I, I think I mentioned this somewhere else in 2012 when, you know, Rox and then Tomac traded DNF, uh, DNQ. So um, I don't think we want to go as far as being like, oh, it's over, no chance. Um, but, you know, it's it's all but locked up. But, uh, yeah, I do like yeah. Bowers for that second spot. Um, do you see who can – three races left. Obviously, Webb's going to be the favorite to win them all. Um, but he won't probably win them all. But who's going to be the another winner? Like Osborne, I don't know if he can stay. He has these these fades sort of with his riding with a badly injured thumb. Uh, Nelson, we've seen him make some mistakes. Hill, I don't know what's going on with Justin Hill right now. Uh, Mookie did win a race, uh, but man, Bowers is going to get a win before the end of the year, I think. Out of these yeah, next and, three, and watch out for Hill this weekend. Remember, he won here last year. So yeah, true, um, true. I, you know, I, I guess it's now come to the can you know come out that Hill was kind of injured before and, and sick or whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, I still don't think we've seen the best of him 
right. You know what I mean? Like, it, I think we all kind of had him pegged for a couple wins already by now. Um, so that wouldn't completely surprise me, especially this weekend. Um, I think he likes that that dirt. So um, I think that's probably your best bet. Um, mm-hmm. And then Bowers, too. I think Bowers may sneak in there. Right, right. Uh, let's get to some more calls. Uh, Brad, what's going on? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Hey, how's it going, Four Time? What's up? Not too much. Um, well, I, since I was on hold for 32 minutes, uh, my question was more about the uh, 450 class. Uh, I guess it kind of pertains to the, the field altogether, though. Uh, this year, more than ever, we've seen big point swings. Uh, do you think that that's going to continue throughout the year? Whereas uh, in years previous, you'd see guys like Carmichael, their worst finish would be like a third, a- absolute worst. Uh, or with now, like a Chad Reed or even a, a Dungey can have a an okay kind of shitty night and like don't get anywhere closer than eighth place, uh, creating big point swings. I'll get off the line and let you guys hash that one out, but uh, thanks for your time. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, Dunge is hard to see Dunge having a massive point swing because he's Ryan Dungey. Um, and and truly, I thought it would be hard for Kenny to have massive points uh, swings, but he had one uh, with a, with a rare mistake. So um, I like the four guys in the 450 class right now. Like you have Dungey and Tomac and Roxon and Kennard, and they have ten points on fifth place. And I don't know. Um, hard to see those four guys uh, getting you know getting bumped from there and making huge mistakes. But who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't have thought Kenny Roxon would do a two and a half in Oakland either. chase yeah and well kind of his bigger question i guess is i guess why are we seeing it now i think one is the depth of the field um mm-hmm. as we've seen with barsha you get a bad start man it's it's hard to make your way through jason anderson and chad reed and justin brayton and andrew short and i also think that if you look back um the couple years rb was winning and he was out in the first race so he was always making a giant comeback in points um so maybe that's why it wasn't necessarily as obvious these big giant point swings um and then you look at the case of you know stewart he was always you know a mm-hmm. massive crash away yeah um, pretty so uh, I think those are some of the factors and you have you know steady eddie dungy up front which i don't think you're gonna see huge right. point swings i mean unless he's a mechanical it's he's no worse than fit so his name is ryan um, not steady eddie <laughs> <laughs> hey so, but to his bigger point yeah i think that's why is because We've always seen Villapoto have to make up these massive points, so we're not necessarily maybe paying attention to it, um, but they have kind of been there. How about how about Ryan Villapoto uh, did not qualify for a main event and still won the Supercross title? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? I mean, and the Absolutely. thing is, Stewart went like went out that night, which made it even crazier. Oh, so, I know, I mean, right? And what's even weirder is that we have a right hand turn this weekend, so. Yeah. yeah, we might see it all over again. We just disproved everything we just said. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, uh, before we let you go, I want to switch to to the East a little bit because uh, we'll be doing more of this next week before uh, before Dallas, of course, on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty show. But um, we we had a caller earlier and we got into it a little bit more than I wanted to get into it because I wanted to save it for you. So sorry if we've uh, said some of this stuff already. But um, Bogle. Muskan and Jeremy Martin, I have those three as my favorites to win the title. Maybe Muskan a little bit ahead of the other two. JT says, stamp it, Muskan, clear favorite, going to win the title, going away. Am I, are we missing somebody in that group of three? Yeah, I think Davalos. I think Davalos will be there. Is this um, Andrew Fredrickson or Chase Stallo? <laughs> Man, look what he did last year. 
should have won the thing. Yeah, he uh, should have, but he's he had a really bad injury, and it's taken him a long yeah. time to come back. And I, I mean, I remember talking. I talked to him this in man November or something. He was still coming back. So, mm-hmm. but Bo was coming back from injury too. Um, I think he had surgery in December. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we'll see how healthy he is. Um, I think Muskin is the favorite. Uh, just look at what he did in. 13 man he went on a streak against han what like four or five straight so mm-hmm. um i think he's the favorite but i don't think you can count out bogle martin or davalos i think it's going to be kind of what we saw out west early mm-hmm. where those guys are kind of going back and forth and then i think by the end of it muskin probably takes control and you know it's just only having eight rounds again, mm-hmm. which I what I don't completely understand. Right. Um, I think hurts it a little bit. I think it just diminishes the uh, the length of the series. Man, eight rounds is just you can't have one mistake. Right. Um, so, um, Savachi, I think will win a race, but I, I I don't know if title is there for him yet. Freeze, you can never count Freeze out. Third overall last year, he'll be good. Tonus. Decent. He'll have a good, decent season, I think. Uh, Hampshire and Smith are the rookies. Um, am I missing somebody? Yeah, A Rod. Um, a Rod, really? He can, You're going A Rod on me. If he can keep it on two wheels, I mean, you got to think he was running, when he crashed last year, he was running second and third. Um, I don't think speed with him is a problem. I think it's, he's got a little bit of that, you know, mm-hmm. um, early Ricky Carmichael, Zach Bell type crashes in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, he's he's quick. Um, I think he could, you know. Nobody saw Aaron Plessinger being going five five three either. So no. um, keep that in mind. And then I think that's it. I mean, I think we covered pretty much everyone that I can think of. That's uh, Matt Lemoyne will be good. Yeah, um, can't yeah. forget about him. Dakotas, De- wow. Dakotas will be yeah, fast. Dakotas, yeah, yeah. Um, Freeze is going to be good. I mean. I think the the East is the title favorites a little more clear cut, but. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of depth behind them too, as far as guys that you know have gotten podiums yep. and can run close to that kind of speed on any given night. So, man, that, that is one good thing about you know east to west is you get that new rivalries and and just kind of spark some interest in the field again. I'm going to make a bold claim right here, right now, that Jeremy Martin qualifies for the first main event. Really going out on limb there, Steve. Um, <laughs> well, we, we've seen him have some problems. We've seen him have yeah. issues. Well, so. and, and who would have thought that you know the outdoor uh, title winner would have three DNQs on his uh, Supercross resume? Yeah, With really. a win too. Right? Yeah, so yeah, and a win. It's um, bizarre. His uh, his Supercross career so far has been. Uh, but you know, and I talked to somebody the other day that was you know mentioned his whoop, you know his heights, and I was like, well. I mean, what Carmichael and Stewart and all yeah. those guys pretty short, so yeah. uh, I don't know how big of a factor that will be, but no, absolutely. somebody had brought it up to me. So uh, potential race winners in, on the East: Bogle, Muskan, Martin, Savachi, Davalos. There's four. I mean, the thing is, I don't know if Hampshire or Smith can win. I, they maybe they can. Maybe I'm, you know what I mean? Like, those guys are kind of wild cards in my book. you got to be um, careful about saying people can't win. You get in a lot of trouble. No, well, you, I said I don't know if they can. <laughs> I know, I'm just I saying. don't know. I've never, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they come out and pull a Cincerello and win the first two. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I think those guys, I think you have to put them in there before the season starts. Which one's better? I don't know enough about these amateur kids. Which one's better? Uh, Jordan Smith kind of took the traditional path to 
the pros. I mean, he was always a big time kid. Rock, he was a rock star rider. Um, you know, he, he was that guy that was destined to be the next guy. And then Hampshire, as we know, kind of took the, oh, he played high school baseball and didn't really start riding until a couple of years ago. So I don't, they haven't really matched up too much. Okay. Um, they did this year at Loretta's, but Jordan Smith went down in the first turn uh, or like the first moto and jacked his ankle up. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I think they're both going to be pretty good. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one's better. I don't know if there's a clear-cut favorite right now between those guys. Um, but you never know. I mean, those guys could win too. So it's. I think until we see the first race with those guys, I don't think you can't not put them in there. If that makes sense. Right. Um, yeah. No, it's gonna. Yeah, lots of things can change. But after the first main event of the year, where you're like, okay, this guy did his work. This guy didn't. Or this guy's a year away. Yeah, this guy's not. Exactly. exactly. So it's. And I think people always get onto us like, "Well, how could you have Millsaps and those guys up there?" Well. You know, at the beginning of the year, these guys have proven they can be up there. That's why we have them up there. And, mm-hmm. You know, you don't know how it's going to play out with, you know, most types of dealing with an injury or whatever, but that's why you put them up there initially. So, right. um, um, I don't know. It should be, it should be interesting for sh- sure. should be great. Hey, uh, my, my new boss at RaceRex Online, Chase Stallo. Didn't know I had you as my boss, but it's great to have you on the show. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. We'll talk uh, next week. Are you going to Dallas? No, no. Okay, your first uh, one will be Indy? Daytona. A Daytona? Yeah, no, Daytona. Yeah, okay. I think Daytona. All right, thanks. One. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. See you. All right, thank you. Uh, all right, everybody. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by Infab. That's a wrap. Thanks to uh, Fly Racing for giving away the hoodie and the beanie. Tits, who won that? Some guy. Some guy? All right, yeah. 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 Dale? Dean? David? I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Thanks to Fly Racing. Thanks to Infab. And uh, remember, pick up your Fly Racing Sector boot, people. JT would appreciate it. Pingree, too. Thanks to Ping for coming on. Chase Stallo, Jason Thomas, and the great Tits Legendary handling the calls. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week, same time, same place. See ya.